Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. On the night of March 8, 1857, eight men and women living near Bucktown startled the already tense world of Dorchester County. Henry Prideaux, Thomas Elliott, Denard Hughes, James and Lavinia Wolfley, Bill and Emily Kia, and an eighth man whose name went unrecorded, could no longer abide the uncertainties and casual cruelties of slavery and set out for free territory. Bucktown had been home to Harriet Tubman, whose repeated attempts to bring out her family angered whites and gave hope to slaves. Tubman herself had given them directions. Go to Milford, Delaware, she said, and find a man named Thomas Otwell. He'll take you past Dover and Smyrna, where the slave catchers will be waiting, and send you on your way. Armed with pistols and knives, the fugitives set out for Milford in the bitter cold. But unbeknownst to them, Otwell was not the friend Harriet Tubman thought he was. The reward for these eight strong and healthy slaves was exceptionally high, $3,000. Otwell confessed to James Hollis, a white man, that he was a conductor on the Underground Railroad. Together, he said, they could trap the fugitives and collect the money. The runaways arrived in Milford on the night of March 9th or 10th and found Otwell, who for $8 agreed to guide them past Dover. They reached the city at 4 in the morning, and Otwell led them to the jail, where they met Hollis, whom he introduced as a great friend of the slaves. Hollis took them inside and upstairs to the second-floor cells, promising them a good warming against the night's cold. Sheriff Green of Dover followed close behind, watching, intent upon locking them inside any cell they entered. Prideaux took one look at the cold moonlight shining through the bars and announced that he didn't like the looks of the place. When motioned to go inside, the fugitives balked and refused to leave the hallway. Sheriff Green ran downstairs to get his pistols. Prideaux and the others raced after him, chasing Green into his private quarters and waking his wife and child. As the sheriff reached for his guns, Prideaux threw a shovelful of embers about the room and onto the beds. Then, seizing a red-hot poker, this giant of a man broke out a window and held the sheriff at bay while the fugitives climbed out one by one, dropped twelve feet into the mud, and scaled the wall surrounding the jail. Prideaux was the last to leave, with Sheriff Green close behind. As Prideaux climbed the wall, the sheriff leveled his pistol and pulled the trigger. The gun misfired. Prideaux dropped safely to the ground. The fugitives scattered. Henry Prideaux made his way to Wilmington and the house of another conductor, Thomas Garrett. Six of the others managed to reunite and backtrack to Camden, where whom should they stumble upon but Thomas Otwell? The man who'd betrayed them pleaded for his life and led them to William Brinkley, yet another friend, this time a real one. The sheriff was out after them now with a posse, but Brinkley got them through Dover and Smyrna, the two worst places this side of the Maryland line, then over 19 miles of forest roads to Wilmington, where Garrett was keeping an eye out. He spotted Elliot and Hughes walking along a dangerous road one night and sped them to his house. His men hid four of the others ten miles away. Eventually, five of the eight made their way to Philadelphia and then fled farther north. Lavinia Wolfley had become separated from the rest and had to hide out on her own for three months until word came that her husband was waiting for her in Canada. William and Emily Kia didn't go at all. They decided to return and rescue their daughter, whom they'd had to leave behind. The spectacular escape of eight slaves from the Dover jail created a sensation across the country. Abolitionist newspapers heralded their courage and made them a rallying cry. That infuriated slave owners everywhere, but nowhere more than in Dorchester. Police and vigilantes scoured the county, arresting anyone who might have incited the slaves to run away. The backlash against the Underground Railroad was swift and at times terrible. 
but in dark, quiet cabins across the county, the remarkable story of the Dover 8 brought light, renewed courage, and hope. (laughs) 